0: Steve, how are you?
1: Wonderful. It's a Wonderful. podcast.
0: You know why? Because we can talk about beer. We get, that's that's
1: the best part. <laughs> we worked this print scam for a long time to finally have a beer episode. This is exactly.
0: We've we've been three almost two hundred episodes or whatever we're at. I think we're at like one fifty at this point. I've lost almost count. 200. Um, but that's almost two hundred. Um, this podcast, which you've probably listened to every single episode of, um, I know somebody that has just made it into the year twenty twenty three of our discography, so to speak um
1: it's worth keeping it up ca- keep it up keep, ca- yeah. ca- keep coming
0: so they're gonna get to this in probably 2026 at least um but
1: the uh, show gets better the characters get yes. develop more they get stronger the storylines are great
0: um that podcast that we were talking about of course is called stuff summer says with steve with steve we get to talk about beer this week because we are joined by eric Engelbarts, who is the executive director of hop whoops Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment Alliance, which is hosting Hoppy Valley Brewfest on May 11th. Um, So we get to talk to Eric about the behind the scenes that's kind of going into that event, um, which is very exciting. Um, We're also going to release the results of our NIL survey. Um, And uh, then we're going to come back to beer, because why not? I should have grabbed a beer this week. I grabbed an ice-cold Coca-Cola. This podcast is not sponsored by Coca-Cola, but if it was, that would be great. Um, So... Go ahead and take a listen to your our interview with Eric and we'll be back after this. Steve, we are joined by someone that I'm excited to talk to for tons of different reasons. Uh, mainly because I think we might to get to talk a little bit about beer, and I like beer. So you excited good, to talk you, beer. Good
1: job by the booking agent again. Hey, he, gotta pay they, that guy more money.
0: They're working hard. Um, they are working hard. Cool. Eric Engelbarts, uh, who is the ec- executive director of Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment, uh, joins us to discuss really all things about his career and and all things about Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment and also the Hoppy Valley Brewing Fest, which everybody is very fired up with, um, as I've seen all over my social media in the last um, (laughs) two weeks.
2: Eric, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's a pleasure. So, Eric,
0: as a Penn State fan, um, what is Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment Alliance and why should I care?
2: Yeah, well, that's a great question, and we're actually a, a brand new entity. So we have been in existence uh, not too long. Um, actually, it's a, we're actually forming still um, as a five hundred one c three nonprofit. So the mission of this uh, this nonprofit is to drive Happy Valley's uh, sports and entertainment strategy, enrich the quality of life, create economic impact, and raise visibility of the region. Um, so essentially, what does that mean? We work as kind of the region's sports commission with entertainment thrown into our title. So we're looking to those events rights holders that host events that travel around the country. Uh, we go into the marketplace. We uh, convince those uh, rights holders to host their events here. And as they do, people travel into the town. They stay in hotels, eat in our restaurants and shop in our businesses. So essentially, we're affecting the local economy through sports tourism.
0: Sorry, my dogs are barking here. Um, but that makes a lot of sense. How... You know, how is that kind of? You said it's relatively
2: new. How did it come about? Why? Why this need all of a sudden? Um, sure. Yeah. I, so, it's been a while. I am. Um, we're we are being seated out of the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau, so the Convention and Visitors Bureau here uh, locally. And I would say, uh, you know, why is it just now getting started? Actually, we're 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 late to the game. So a lot of these sports commission and uh, entertainment alliances have been started 20, 30 some years ago. Um, it's just one of those things that as we're, as we're getting, uh, getting up and running, like people are just learning about us, but yeah, no, these other cities and, uh, have been out here competing for business, trying to draw these things into their towns, uh, to have the economic benefit that comes along with it. So us just getting started here is actually coming in uh, late to the game.
0: And so with that kind of, as you get going, what are some of the types of events besides maybe the the brew, brew fest that you're going to have that you're looking to have or planning to have kind of coming yeah. on the plate?
2: Yeah, I'll actually give you a perfect example of of what we do. So, um last year last summer we hosted uh, the Ironman 70.3 uh, Pennsylvania Happy Valley. So, that event just didn't decide to come to Happy Valley. That was a strategic initiative uh, by our office. Uh, So at one of these trade shows that we go to, Ironman happened to be there, uh, and the the conversation was struck up after several site visits, uh, a lot of contracts, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, We were able to book the Ironman to come in. Uh, They are currently on a three-year contract, so we're going into year two this summer. Um, But yeah, our office is where it originated. So that's us out there saying, hey, we want you to come in and and run an event in Happy Valley and uh, work through the details in order to make it so.
1: So Eric, you're selling to the, you're trying to attract the people, right, to come here and you're also engaging, selling, getting the folks here, that are already here to come along with the idea, right? Because the facilities for that event, for the Ironman, were here for years, could have happened, but your idea made it happen. What's the, what side is easier to sell or how are the challenges different to sell from the outside folks coming in and the inside folks saying, oh, why do we need this? We didn't have it before. Like, how's it, how is it, how do we get involved? Why do we want to get involved?
2: Right. Yeah. A lot of education on both both ends all around. Um, and particularly when you start to use venues like a, like a Bald Eagle State Park that isn't necessarily attuned to tourism <laughs> or sporting events for that matter, um, going into those conversations. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's basically starting from scratch and you're educating them. You know, as you host these events, people travel in and, and you know, it's one of those things where you, you kind of give them the song and dance a little bit. And then here comes the event and here comes... You know, 3,000 athletes from all over the country, actually all over the world, into Bald Eagle State Park. And you just see this sea of uh, swimmers getting ready to, to pop into the lake. And as you're talking to the officials there and anyone associated with those venues, but like they start to understand that this wasn't here before, now it's here before. And look what it, you know, look what it's brought. Uh, and in terms of, you know, we try to be light on impact and clean up after ourselves and, you know, do those things. And also it's held on a Sunday morning where, you know, the venue would typically be available. Um, so we try to, you know, try to take that all into account, but, um, yeah, really the name of the game is bringing the visitors in, putting them in hotels and, uh, eating our restaurants.
0: That makes a lot of sense. The one thing that I kind of keep hearing from you that I hear from Another prominent person in State College, which is Pat Kraft, is we want to find ways to to utilize Penn State's venues. And obviously you guys don't necessarily have control over Penn State's venues, but I think the the, the Iron Man finished inside Beaver Stadium. This event's going to be held in Beaver Stadium. What has that relationship been like in, in fostering that? It seems like it's kind of a per- perfect collision course of timing, if you will.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and Dr. Kraft is on our uh, board, um, as well. Um, so yeah, and actually where my presence comes in is, you know, there was a change in leadership with, uh, the athletic department, you know, and Dr. Kraft coming in as well as a change in the, uh, the president's office as well with, uh, uh, um, uh, Neely Bendapudi coming in is in too so uh, kind of in combination with those two aspects and the administration is changing this sports and entertainment alliance was formed and our board is made up of prominent officials on both the town and the gown side uh, so we do have an equal mix but yeah I mean that's kind of the goal you know we're we're here to kind of talk about Beaver Stadium a little bit but you know, that is kind of the mantra is like, okay, we have this beautiful facility. It's been here. We use it seven weekends a year. What else can we do uh, to help spur, uh, you know, more, more activity within that venue. And uh, I'll tell you what, working with the athletic department, intercollegiate athletics has just been uh, amazing. The stuff that they're willing to do that, you know, as we like go to announce the Hoppy Valley Brewers Fest, I got people writing in and you'll see it on social media that this would have never, ever happened you know, in previous uh, administrations. And so to kind of see this with fresh new eyes to kind of come in here and know, hey, you know, I wouldn't say anything's possible, but it's on the table to be discussed. And let's talk about ways that we can utilize uh, some of these venues that, that might not be utilized all year round. So with in, that, okay, guys,
1: I, I was just in terms of fresh new eyes, you've been here about a year, it'll be a year in April. What was it about this opportunity, this gig? Because you were in this, this business before why, why happy valley what what looked good about this opportunity for you and what have you, what have you found in less than a year yeah yeah yourself? i
2: have a little bit of an entrepreneur uh uh mindset in 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 my world but yeah where i where i came from and i you know i i don't know how much we'll get into it at this point but i i had worked for the west michigan sports commission for the last 15 years before moving here and uh as part of that i was their third and final hire at the time Uh, to help get it up and running. So I came on as their events guy. Um, After a couple of years, we created a signature event. That signature event grew uh, to such heights that we then created another nonprofit to actually oversee uh, this nonprofit or the the signature event that I was running. Um, And so I had been there for 15 years. I saw it get up and running. I see and understand and value the power of sports tourism, and in this case, entertainment as well. Uh, when they were looking for a new executive director to to help get up and running, I thought, man, that would be awesome to be able to do this all over again, but do it from the executive director chair. And there's something to be said from, you know, going from zero to let's see how far we can take this thing and know that it happened because you were there. Uh, that's uh, one of those things that really appeals to me. Um, and not to mention my wife's family's from Albany, New York. So it is getting a little bit closer Good. to home. Um, not too close where they can just pop in whenever they want, but it's closer to, closer to home.
0: <laughs> Did you have Penn State ties at all? Were you just... No,
2: no, okay. no, I hadn't, hadn't uh, had no Penn State ties. Uh, that was kind of an interesting, uh, that was one of my questions in my interview is why don't you hire a, a Penn State grad? And um, their answer basically was like, you know, we talked about it and we decided it could go either way, but you know, bringing in fresh eyes, a professional in the industry that has been working in this uh, for some time was they're also open to that. So, you know, me coming in and we talk about, oh my gosh, no one's been on Beaver Stadium's field. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, (laughs) and we're going to be on the field and let's drink some beer while we're there. Um, You know, like there's no, there's no history uh, that's tying me back to, you know, whether or not we can do this. It's, well, we're going to try to do this and uh, ultimately we're going to be successful. So,
0: uh, well,
2: that, you know, kind of bringing in somebody from the outside, has, you know, kind of has a fresh perspective a little bit.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask or maybe allude to is I have to imagine you look, you see a football stadium, you see a 7,500 hockey rink, you see a 1,500 uh, seat basketball arena. There, there's not carte blanche here, but there's a lot of play to work with so to speak so that that mm-hmm. has to be exciting for you right
2: oh yeah absolutely I'll, I'll give you another out of the box thing uh we're actually uh putting out a newsletter here in the next day or two that you'll be able to read about we're going to be hosting roller hockey inside of akula awesome. so they're gonna awesome. they're gonna take out their ice you know for commencement and then i think it's the week or two after in may uh we're bringing in the roller derby you know let's let's do uh it's considered a Northeast regional. However, there are international teams that will compete into that and they'll come into Pagula and they're going to have a great experience being in that awesome venue and utilized in a completely different way.
0: So, so this really is your goal is to leverage the facilities, uh, leverage what you have available in ways that not necessarily were before. And I think that leads pretty well into the fact that
2: people are going to be drinking on the field at Beaver Stadium. <laughs> How did this whole idea come about? So this idea was uh, something I kind of backed into. So it kind of has two prongs or or two two paths kind of merge into one. So the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau um, that I'm part of here uh, until we spin off into our 501c3 nonprofit here in the next couple of months, um, they had been in conversations with the previous athletic administration about doing some type of beer festival, wine festival, and but they were looking at doing it in the club, um, doing it at a much smaller scale, uh, just bringing this to Happy Valley. Um, and then along came the the formation of this board, the Happy Valley Sports Entertainment Alliance and the athletic directors change over. And um, John Schaefer, the owner of Anti-Fragile Brewing Company, happened to get the ear of one of the deputy athletic directors uh, who also thought drinking beer on the <laughs> Beaver Stadium might be a good idea. And so they had reached out to me and said, "Hey, what do you think?" And and so uh, having known that they were trying to do it in this office, also uh, this fills that entertainment portion of the Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment Alliance. That I was like, "Yeah, this sounds amazing. I'm in. I'd love to be a part of this." Um, and then kind of the rest is history. So we got the got the approvals from the university, and now we're working through the details to to make it happen in May. Well-
0: What are some of those details? I mean, I know you've got, uh, you know, tickets and and ticket updates coming soon and everything like that. But how many breweries are you expecting, looking at, um, you know, all of that type of stuff?
2: Yeah, good. So it's uh, Saturday, May 11th, uh, 2024, coming up. Um, Right now, what we're looking at is just a one day thing where uh, from 10 a.m. to noon, uh, individuals can come in. We'll do some type of pre-event, pre-party event pre party The whole goal of this is to try to get as many people ID'd and ready to enter the stadium as possible when the event actually starts. So from 10 uh, to noon, we'll be doing some things here. Details are still coming forth, but, you know, we're trying to create a cool event uh, to happen as kind of a precursor to going in. Uh, Starting at noon, we allow... Uh, what we call our VIPs, those that get in an hour early, uh, we'll be able to head into the stadium. And then from one to five is general mission where the rest of us can come in. Um, on the field, uh, we're looking at uh, at least 75 different breweries. Uh, we'll have a stage that will have live music. Um, right now, we're anticipating four different bands, more details to come. Um, and then basically what you'll see is you'll you'll be able to, to work your way around to the various uh brewery tents you'll get your sample of the beer um, and then just be able to just continue to walk around and enjoy the atmosphere take pictures enjoy being on the field Um, we're kind of working through what uh, what type of entertainment options we might be able to do in addition to the music so you know creating that game day type atmosphere whether it's you know cornhole stuff or football toss or you know something along those lines to really kind of make it special but you know ultimately we're here uh, as craft beer connoisseurs to go through and be able to taste, uh, your favorite beverages. And I will say, uh, spoiler alert, there will be some special beers that are being brewed for this event that you will not be able to get anywhere else. Uh, so be able to taste those beers from all of your favorite breweries from the state of Pennsylvania, as well as outside the state, uh, which some of those breweries have Penn state ties as well. Uh, but essentially you get four to five hours to, to enjoy yourself. And, uh, drink a sample on uh beaver beaver stadium's field that's, that's great
1: that's what will great. make it a success in your eyes yep. i mean is, is it just how ha- is it just happening a success or is there something else where you're like okay this will mean it, it's good and we did a great job
2: yeah so there, yeah. there's a lot of those uh yeah <laughs> if it just happens that's going to be one i <laughs> will say uh you never want to be the first and uh as you're going into this this is a whole new thing you know it's uh the university's never held a beer festival before so what type of paperwork comes along with that uh how do you set capacity you know getting these event diagrams approved and making sure everyone's going to have safe and they have a good time you know to you know what do we need for security or ushers you know in presence and and then how many people can we even invite um you know so we're working through all those details right now more in, more information will be released here in the next couple of weeks so just stay tuned uh, as it comes through but This will be um, really, uh, this will be a fundraiser um, for the Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment Alliance that will go to help fund our work as a 501c3. Um, We also have uh, varying partners. Uh, We call them founding partners. So with Anti-Fragile Brewing Company, Happy Valley Adventure Bureau, the Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment Alliance. In addition to that, we have the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association. They go by PRLA. We'll be doing donations to their scholarship program Um, And then also BOP, the Brewers of Pennsylvania has been helping out, trying to ease over uh, bringing in beer from outside the state to make sure that that all goes well and what we're working on. So a lot of people involved. But yeah, ultimately, it's it's getting through the event, making sure when everyone has a safe and uh, exciting experience um, and then ultimately be able to plan for year two. Um, and be able to do bigger and better things. So um, just getting it going, getting it, uh, make sure everybody has a good time and gets out safely is uh, probably the main goal number one in, uh, in this year.
1: The, the capacity and, and legal hoops, I know you, you're, I'm sure, looking forward to jumping through and, and all that stuff. <laughs> but I'm curious, the, the urban legend or and, and probably the reality of, of Beaver Stadium through the course of my lifetime and, and many Penn State fans was, look, can't step on the field on those seven days a week because can't hurt it for football. I'm curious what's been, and it's a whole new regime in athletics now, but, but what has been their biggest concern or concerns as you go through this? Like, has it been, Oh gosh, we've got to figure out how to protect the turf or is there something else that, that as you work through, you're like, okay, that's what matters to them. This is what we've got to get them over the hump to, to, to make this happen for.
2: Yeah, no, great question. So we actually benefit from Luke Combs. So Luke Combs is going to have our concert on the field at the beginning of like mid-April or end of April there. And um, so right after that, uh, they'll have graduation and then we come in. And then basically they were looking at replacing the turf this year anyway because of that concert. So instead of starting directly right after graduation, they get to wait until after our event and then they can rip the turf off. So uh, as far as protecting the field, we get real lucky in that. And we'll see how that goes from year like years to come. Um, we're looking just to to be successful in May, uh, moving forward. But yeah, honestly, uh, it's just like it's just like what you would imagine um, on behalf of the university. It's just making sure everyone is safe, um, behaves themselves, has a good time. We're really doing trying to be diligent about that. This is a you know you want to be a connoisseur of craft beer that this isn't the world's largest tailgate. You know what I mean? This is people coming in and enjoying the craft and enjoying the beer, asking questions of the breweries, of the individuals pouring the beer of, you know, what goes into this or why did it come out like this? You know, and, and actually having people on that side serving the beer that can answer those questions. Um, so, you know, craft beer enthusiasts can come out, geek out and, and see all their favorite breweries in one spot and then also do it at a very cool location.
1: Hmm.
0: So... You know, you you have this event as your fundraiser, and and you kind of hope that it goes well. And I would have to imagine that it will go well. But what's next then? What what is kind of you know beyond just this event? How do you use this as a launching point into other ideas, whether it be concerts or other Iron Man type type events?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. So we're. We're three board meetings into the development of this uh, organization, and as part of that, the board will help set strategy of what they want to see here within Happy Valley, and whether that's music festivals, additional big concerts at Beaver. Um, you know, then you start looking into the sports landscape and and really taking a look at the hotels. Uh, when are need times? Uh, like when are low uh, visitation periods coming through? And you take all of these factors and you put them together. And then that really starts to help point you towards what should I be concentrating on? Um, You know, like outside of the university, we work with the Nittany Valley Sports Center as well as C3 Sports and trying to pinpoint their passions. Like what do they like to see coming in, what coming in with those facilities? Also State College High School, Area High School and their facilities as well. It's Hey, let's, let's talk to the athletic director and, and see what makes sense on, on their end as well. But, you know, really, I think our next goal as a board is, is to sit down and really strategic plan over the next three to five years of where do we see ourselves going and uh, what needs do we need to, you know, what holes can we plug in doing so. And that'll really tell you what you need to concentrate on moving forward. That makes a sense.
1: Um... You mentioned board. How big is the staff? Like, there's an executive director. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, executive director. Do you have people from the, the the adventure bureau doing double duty, sort of now at this point, or or how much of any staff is yours?
2: So I do have one. Uh, I have one guy um, that that serves as my sports services manager. So essentially, we go out, book the business as they come in. Then he makes sure that everything that they were promised that uh, gets delivered um, on our behalf. Um, and so between the two of us. And a couple of interns, um, that's that's the office. So the thing is, is outside of the Hoppy Valley Brewers Fest, which we're really serving on the local planning committee here, you know, like Iron Man. Iron Man doesn't really need a whole lot of help running an Iron Man. You know, they need help getting into the market. They need help, you know, pulling together the contracts and getting the right people to the table. know once that's done it's like you just kind of get out of the way you're like it's iron man show we're just going to show up and you know make sure our vips have a good time um or have a good experience you know trying to make their way around the event so um you know yes are we going to be looking at potential more staff down the road absolutely but like right now we're just kind of we're kind of going until we we set a direction to figure out where we're at so you know the biggest question becomes you know i'm super, super knowledgeable in sports commission work. You know, that's where I come from. That's my background. And so around here, we talk about entertainment. We talk about arts, we talk about culture. And uh, that to me is a big, big landscape to be able to navigate. And um, really that's what I look to the boards, um, boards help into kind of figuring out, are we doing more concerts at Beaver stadium? Are we trying to fill the state theater? Are we looking at the Eisenhower auditorium? You know, where, where are the big needs and then uh, that'll help us kind of pinpoint what we concentrate on.
1: Gotcha. I got one last one. That's I'm you. curious,
2: what, what would be your beer of choice? What kind of a craft beer drinker are you? Good question. So I'll throw out, I can drink any type of beer, but what <laughs> I'll throw out to you is uh, probably something unusual. Um, so like I said, I had lived in Grand Rapids for the last 15 years uh, one of the largest breweries in Grand Rapids is Founders. And Founders was a dirty bastard. It is a Scotch Ale. It's a high a high octane Scotch Ale that essentially took them from on the brink of bankruptcy and made them what they are today. And so, you know, if you want some type of obscure beer to like, uh, try a dirty bastard from Founders. I like that. I like that <laughs>
0: recommendation. All right. Now's your chance to give all of your other recommendations, aka how can people find um, Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment Alliance? How can they find out more about the Happy Ho- Valley Brew Fest? Um, you know, any other events that you guys have coming up?
2: Absolutely. Everything um, uh, originates from our website. So if you Google or go to Happy Valley Sports and Entertainment you'll be able to find the Brewers Fest. You'll be able to find information about volunteering for Ironman. Um, upcoming events that we're working with um, in the local area and if they have any needs or ways that you can uh, you can get involved. But right now, what I would suggest uh, for your viewers and listeners, the Hoppy Valley Brewers Fest, uh, head to that website. So HoppyValleyBrewersFest.com, sign up for ticket updates, because what I will say is as soon as we get the capacity, which is what we're expecting here in the next day or so, We'll, we'll open it up for ticket sales. And I have a feeling that demand is probably going to be more than the tickets that we're going to be able to sell. So make sure you're on that list to be notified for when tickets go on sale so that you can be one of the first to drink beer on uh, Beaver Stadium's field.
0: You heard the band. We'll, we'll follow those marching orders. Eric, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us um, and spending some time with us and explaining um, everything to us. We really appreciate it.
2: Appreciate the invite. Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Steve, I think the thing that stood out to me the most here is, like I mentioned to Eric, is we are at a point – It things feel different. This this does not feel like this could have happened 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago Um, in terms of, of these types of events. um, It's exciting to see. I know they're not necessarily involved in the Luke Combs thing. I know that there was that concert a few years ago, a while back. But I don't know. It just feels like – it feels like – starting to use the the stadium facilities really beaver stadium itself is besides the seven or eight football games a year is a is a smart idea. I mean it's there. What else are they going to use it for?
1: yeah this is this is yeah, it's coming. It's like everything else has just changed. I, I think the thing that struck me is and I think the people that were right that made the decision in the the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau and the sports entertainment alliance is to have someone who's not a Penn Stater in Eric seat. I, I just think that the mindset that was ingrained, or this is how this is what Penn State is, this is what central Pennsylvania is. I think it's good from somebody from the outside to come look at it. Right. Like, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the how stuff works lots of times. So what would be the impetus for me or someone else who's experienced this to want to change it? I, I think these are good things for the economy, good things for local community. Um, but I, th- I think that was a really important decision for them to say. when he talked about not being a Penn Stater. I think that was a wise decision.
0: I think that is probably why people are so excited about this because I don't know, no offense. Like, like I feel like Penn Staters would be afraid to like push that envelope, not saying that this idea was solely Eric's, but uh, sometimes it just takes that one person. And it seems like Eric in a lot of ways might be end up being that person, or at least have a bigger seat at the table. So excited for that. Um, I'm excited to see what else they bring, because I think, uh, you know, it is always any excuse for somebody that does not live in the, the center part of the state or really even in the state at all. like any excuse for me to go back? Yes, like I will gladly take advantage of that and and this is another one of those type of things,
1: yeah. I mean, Iron Man last year was great. We had a student of mine good who became a good friend uh, stayed with us to compete, right? So you know, we kind of got involved just watching and not so much volunteering. This thing that the Brewfest is is going to be good in year one, and it's going to be good in year two. I mean, you talked about subsequent years, and it kind of reminds me. And I know we're talking; we'll talk next week. Here's a long, long-term play the long guarantees. We'll talk next week. Penn State hockey, but they Gaigadowski mentioned, you know, people told us, oh, you guys are going to draw a crowd the first couple of years. It's going to be great, and then after that, we'll see. You know, the past three Saturdays they've had their three largest crowds in program history. I think events like Happy Belly Brewfest are going to be successful from the start and have legs to continue. For many of the same reasons, they're great entertainment. They're fun, and I, I think the people are going to get behind. People in the community are going to get behind them and come back to Happy Valley, come back to the stadium, and drink beer on May eleventh. No doubt about it. Yeah. I thought the other line about not being the world, not being a big tailgate. I think that'll be an interesting line for them to. And, and, I, and the price point on the tickets will probably be what what facilitates that from happening. I think happening.
0: that, and I think, I don't know. Like I, I feel like. If I'm gonna go drink craft beer, I'm gonna behave differently mm-hmm. than I than I am if I'm gonna to go to a tailgate because
1: I'm gonna drink. Yeah, there's probably no shotgun and sample cups, you know? right?
0: You know, yeah. Um, no, I think that's I think that's an, a good point. Um, no, I'm interested to see what other events because it it, it just feels like I said roller it, derby.
1: You yeah. heard that roller derby? There that's, you go.
0: I mean, well, and I know that's a big. Uh, I know there's like the women's team. I don't know if it still exists, but there was like a women's team.
2: There's um, one up here.
0: Okay. So yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you to Eric for joining us. Um, you can check out all the details at uh, hoppyvalleybrewfest.com. I think is the, the, the address. Um, okay. What you can check out on stuff. says.com is our first ever NIL survey. Uh, great responses a lot of interesting responses a lot of good responses um so we asked a few questions um let me see let me count them here one two three four five yeah about five questions uh, six five and a half because we, we had a fill-in entry and essentially what i wanted to determine or what i wanted to set out why i set out on this mission was how has nil been received? And I don't know if there's been any official polling, any official data. And this is not by any means official data or official polling. Uh,
1: but it's official stuff. There. Summer says data.
0: It's at least data, right? You know what I mean. So we're gonna we're gonna look at it and talk about it. Okay. Um, we're gonna pull this live because I I had a hectic day today. So bear with me as I work through mm-hmm. spreadsheet um, problems. Um, first question was in general do you support NIL for college athletes how did steve samsel answer this question
1: oh i checked no come on
0: okay that's what i thought you i would have i checked yes would have yes. checked yes um and that got the majority of the responses and that got you the majority 70% of people okay. said yes on this question um 30% saying no so wanted to get that one the next question that i set out to ask was built around the idea of how well do people know Penn State's NIL Collective? Because I, I I know it because I pay attention to it. And I think there were a lot of hiccups in the space, particularly with having two different groups. And I think people are still confused. And I know that gets alluded to in one of the like write-in answers here. Um, so let's take a look at those numbers as I slowly pull them. Uh, okay, so... You, you, we gave you four options. Um, only three of the options were selected. Okay. That's one good because per-
1: one of them was just a crappy throw out answer, throw out option. It was a bad option. Not a real option one. at all. I don't know. But like the fourth push. one was just made up, wasn't it? Like one was. They were all really- made. Well, all I know, but one was one. really bad. It was really, one was really obviously bad. Oh, my God. Okay. So how many people got the right answer? Uh,
0: we're going to give you the percentage, which is 45%, 90%.
1: Look at that. What a smart audience we have. Smart audience.
0: Pay attention. Yeah. So um eight percent got the selected the blue stripe collective and
1: they were just getting ahead on the beer.
0: Three percent selected the lion's den. So yeah. and I think yeah. that that was a couple jokes. They jerks. were probably
1: planning on their weekend, yeah. That's right. So um so it's all I, beer. What? Blue I, stripe I, Lion's, it's all alcohol.
0: That's I, I that was what I was going that was why I like I you know. Uh, so well, I don't know.
1: okay, good. So they know what's going on. Yes, yeah, they want so to fame and they know what's going on. That's what we know through the first yes. two questions.
0: Well, okay. well, okay. All right, so now comes the next question, which is an important one because we ask, "How are people doing?" or "How is Happy Valley United doing?" Um, we were very specific in the way so that you didn't get the answer if you weren't, if you were panicking right. and there was no cheating. You shouldn't have googled it. So we did it a uh, grade scale A through F, no E. Sure, yeah. No, I don't know why there's no E, but you know, um, there's no E. Uh, nobody answered an A. No one answered an A. Okay. I'm not surprised by that though. How would you have answered this one? Actually, wait, let's let me get through the results and then we can Okay. We can get to that. Yeah, I, I didn't give him an A. a. I don't discussion.
1: remember what I gave, but I didn't give him an A.
0: Okay. So uh in general, what grade would you give Penn State's uh NIL collective? Uh that was the question. And uh let's see, 26% said B. Wow, okay, tough crowd too. C C was the most selected answer. At uh, uh, hold on, I can't round. Uh, fifty nine percent. Okay. Uh, oh. D was ten yep. percent. And five percent said F. Okay. I not surprised by any of. These. So only
1: twenty some percent, whatever the B was, thought they're doing actually somewhat good.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. And I think, I think I probably would have C minus. C minus at best, just, but I think over year over year progression will, will bump it up yep. to a C. Yep. I think is where I was at. What would you have answered on this?
1: I probably gave them a C. I mean, I'm sure I didn't give them any higher than a C. Here, I mean, just be. Okay. I don't know. I just, I, they still don't feel organized to me, right? And, and they still feel behind the game on this. And part of that is the people like me that were the 30% that weren't giving them anything to begin with, right? Or weren't going to support them, right? I just feel like it's. If thirty percent, if if thirty percent of Penn State's fan base isn't in on supporting this, they're going to struggle, right? They're just going to struggle because thirty percent aren't going to be behind and thirty percent aren't going to give money, and that's going to limit them in some ways. Um, and I still think, I and mean, it's part of the discussion, right? I, I just tell me you're paying for paying for them to play, and that's not the NIL's fault. But go ahead and say this is what we that, are. That's Boom. That's the, the ecosystem's fault. Right? Exactly. Yep, Yeah.
0: Here's my. Here's what this data as I've been kind of just keeping an eye on it as it's come in has said to me or, or has started to ring. I think happy Valley United has done a better job. You could go look at the the article we wrote on the blog last year when Michael Shrewsbury left and, and the marketing that was around them, cause it was piss poor. Um, it, it, it really was. And I feel like they've done a much better job of marketing themselves this year um, between the two, two collectives at that time. Mm-hmm. Um I think it has gotten better. But I don't, I think the thing that is missing the most here is the why. And I think that is what they're struggling to, and maybe this is not a Penn State issue in general, but I think that is the, the biggest thing that they are struggling to push home and hit home with particularly, and I, I don't, I, maybe we can like, I don't necessarily think this is like, I don't have data to prove this or, or whatever, but I do think this is, I, my gut would tell me this more of these these types of answers are your generation or not like I feel like my generation is okay with nil um, would donate if they could um, we have that data point as well but I just think the why is missing and and we've done things here a certain way for however many years why does it need to change and that's that's the question that's not being answered and that's why people aren't supporting.
1: I think it's, so yes and, right? Always stand up comedy, yes and. Like, yes, you're right. And the other part is the why, there just has to be an over, we need the money. That's the, like. this is how it's gonna happen. Like that there has to be that, that acknowledgement of the ecosystem as it is now. And that's how we're gonna stay competitive. You can, coaches here can say they gotta go to class. Teams want to compete for national championships. It's about excellence. It's about support. It's about putting the athletes in a position to succeed. And that's all true. And that's all the blue and white stuff that, that has been my lifetime. The other part is everybody else is paying their student athletes. If we don't do this, we we need to do this to be competitive. We are not letting go. We, the message is we are not letting go of these other values. We believe these, but we need this too to be successful. And I don't know that I've overtly heard that in big public spaces. I mean, maybe, maybe smaller spaces among the givers. In the NIL, whatever, and everybody's there, but they need to get more people singing the song so they can raise more money.
0: There's two points off of that. I want to. I'm going to write the, the second one down of the givers. The the first one I think to me that stands out there is, I I think about this from the perspective of like anytime these articles come up on like on three or even the athletic has done a couple articles like anonymous like uh, like recruiting confidential anonymous or whatever. Um and kind of asking the recruits how did they they rank it? it it's it's funny to hear you say it that way because I feel like I feel like I wonder I wonder internally if we are projecting that right, like if we the fan are projecting you the you the athlete only are picking schools based on your money, and I I do think that for some athletes there they are picking it based on money, and I think that financial situations probably impact that greatly, like their home life and etc. I also think what's interesting is, and and I think that's why it's interesting to hear you say that, because it does click that bell is it hasn't been presented as the and right. Like it it, it has it's been it's this or that. And I think presenting it as the and um it which is what probably comes through on the not maybe majority, but like a decent number of of the those types of articles. Of it was a factor, but it made, it wasn't necessarily always the factor. Um, I think that's important to hear, and I think again we're we're not getting that as fans. As I sit here as a common average fan, in my opinion, who who doesn't give that much money to Penn State type thing
1: i i think i get that vibe from from the people who are getting recruited is it may not be the deciding factor it's certainly part of it pete gonzalez told us that when we talked about from yeah, the parent side right true. like hey it's a business decision we talked about it he, you know he didn't say it was the most important thing but they we, we certainly had an nil discussion right and what does that mean and he's he was thinking about you know a business opportunity for himself that could support nil for the other player right so i think it goes back to, to, to kind of the drum i've been banging about the whole time Go ahead and pay them. Go ahead and be transparent about it. And and you can't say, and you can't say, these are our core principles and we've got to do this to be competitive if you're not willing to be transparent, right? And that's the same thing with all these NIL deals. Well, you can't talk about them. Nobody, you know, you you can't tell what you're doing. I get, but the players do talk. The players probably do know, right? And I don't think it's going to make, everybody's assuming they're making a boatload of money and they're doing stuff and, and, and might be grumpy about it. How about just telling the truth? Here's what it is. This is what it costs. People know how much a gallon of gas costs. People know how much it costs, their groceries cost. how much their trip to vacation costs. It's okay for an informed fan base and, and people who want to care about your program to know, you know what? Every player on the football team is making $25,000 minimum, and, and here's a couple other things that the, the better players are getting. And and I think they'd understand the end, because if we don't find that $25,000, then guess what? You're still going to be 9-3, and three, or you're still going right. to lose to Ohio State and Michigan.
0: Well, and that's it's funny you say that because I was thinking about the Ryan Day comment, right? Like Ohio State just fired their basketball coach, and the buyout's going to be fifteen million. How much did Ryan Day essentially log before essentially fifteen million? Um, and it it seemingly lit a fire under Ohio State fan asses to 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 donate to chip in, and yeah, I just I think that's again like I'm. Salaries are weird because, like, essentially these are salaries, in my opinion, right? Um, And I want salary transparency as a millennial because that's important. Um, But I think we open ourselves up. I don't know. And and this is where, like, it starts to get murky, right? Like, how do we critique a player when they're still a student athlete? And and this is just, that's where, like, to me, it gets murky.
1: Right. We're just going to have to learn to deal with it because the ship has sailed, right? Like, Right. It's just, it is. And,
0: and so where where i fall on that right is like that's on the collective itself to to, to and they don't necessarily need to open the books i don't necessarily need to see okay football got raised we raised 20 million dollars for football i doubt it's that much but let's say it's 10 million dollars for football last year um and and 3 million for basketball and 3 million for hockey right like I don't necessarily need that type of uh, of metrics, but I do want to see see it put it in a competitive way because that's what Ryan Day did, and that's what kind of worked, right? Like,
1: Well, and here's know. here's why being able to tell the story matters and answer to the question, because it's not going to be the collective for more than a couple more years. Pretty soon it's just going to be the university because these things are going to go underneath the athletic departments, right? So they're going to need to be able to figure out how to tell that story because they're going to be the one running it in a couple of years, maybe sooner.
0: Right, because, I mean and we had our our numbers extravaganza of diving through that you know i think that will be a line item i think it's just going to eventually just going to be a line item in in the those numbers of this is how much penn state paid its student athletes besides their their tuition which i don't know that uh, we're uh, we're spiraling into a rabbit hole and i want to get back to the giver statement but let me get into this rabbit hole real quick it makes no damn sense to me why and maybe this is because I just want free tuition for a while all or whatever. I remember this, I'm the millennial on the show. Um, but it makes no damn sense to me why, why we have scholarships anymore. It makes no damn sense to me why we can't just say, if you would like, like here, here's your scholarship, here's your, just come, come. Is Penn state missing out on that much money. Like.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's just, I, it's, just a, it's just a way of accounting accounting for the endeavor. Right. Yeah. Like, so just, so it'll be there in some way. Just it's, couple years they may just give them all the money and they just do the the, the accounting on the paper and, and nothing changes hands who knows so
0: i don't know because i we got one question I... left
1: two questions left
0: okay sorry we're getting that sidetracked the givers can i the, the givers no. let me just let me just say this real quick we have to figure this out and this is probably the next thing i want to accomplish with this podcast is what is the roi what is the like why why should i big money rich multi-million dollars in my pocket that i wish i had why should I donate to this? And I think that's, but that, I think that's, we can. So if you're out the there two.
1: listening and you're one of those listeners, we'd love to talk to you about yes. why you give.
0: Yes. And then you can also just give to us. Um, okay. Here we go. Have you financially supported NI- Penn State's NIL Collective? Uh, 20% of our respondents said yes. Okay. Um, 28% said no, but I would if I could.
2: Okay. So
0: that leaves roughly 51% saying no, and I don't plan to, okay. which is interesting, which is interesting. You get that 70, 30. Yes, I support it. And then you well, essentially get 20 Feel free more. and
1: go do it, but I can't afford to, right? Maybe, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe it's your, you know, the millennials are like, oh no, I can't because I don't. So maybe when they hit the lottery, you know, I owe be one the things I give to. All
0: right. Um, We then asked kind of what we just got to as the crux of the question is, do we think, uh, do you think college athletic? The department should just pay the student athletes. Uh two there were two yes options and there was a no option. Uh the majority said yes overall. Um mm-hmm. 46% said yes, all athletes deserve a cut. Mm-hmm. 33% said only the gen the revenue generating sports okay. deserve a cut, which unfortunately I probably that's where I lie with it, uh which it probably hurts the the non-revenue generating sports. Mm-hmm. You could um, talk to
1: those kids. Yeah. Those 700 um, student athletes you just took money away from because only 100 of them are it. Right, well no. 100 in football Yeah, 200 maybe the most. And Go then
0: ahead. 20 21% said no. So 21% okay. said no, nah, I don't want you getting money. Um okay, so that was like it for our like those types of questions. Um I'm going to I'm going to read just like some of the general comments uh that we often open up and allow to, as I copy and paste those over here. Um, NIL will ruin college football. It's out of control and no oversight. Um, Penn State needs to step up with its NIL basketball program. Um, The players deserve a cut of the revenue directly from the university. It's asinine to make fans pay on top uh, to who on top to direct who wins and loses um guilt tripping alumni to give to athletics so that the team can compete is wrong that's pretty pretty harsh um there needs to be some regulation it's the wild wild west um let's see i already paid penn state athletics enough athletes should receive a stipend rather than all the money going to coaches administrators and more stadium upgrades to the rich. that seems to be the sentiment right there. Like those kind of seem to be the sentiment of I'm forced to do this and I don't really want to do this. And it goes back to the why.
1: I think so. Uh, and, and I and I'm I'm more on the why still, even though I'm no for for a lot of the stuff with student athletes, I'm even a stronger no on layers of administrative assistance. Well, assistant athletic directors. Somebody has administrative assistants got to answer the phone, although Penn State's gonna have teams calling soon, so they won't even be answering the phone, they'll be answering the computer. Um Yeah, I just think all these people on kids' backs is is even more unseemly to me than paying them, you know? And I appreciate I'm in a business where we teach people to present events and do things and communicate, but I'm sorry. Penn State has the same number of student-athletes that it had all those years ago, except for hockey, and there are so many more layers of administrators. It's just just almost ugly. I think student-athletes should be mad at people that are supporting them in some ways, right? Those supporters, as opposed to the people who are on the outside paying the money
0: yeah I and it's
1: I which is that, probably hurting that, us from getting athletic department guests as I say that out loud that's fine
0: <laughs> that bloat that bloat is real like I feel yeah. that bloat I think I think if you pay attention you that bloat appears to be real whether it's warranted or not um probably is is up for discussion um well so thank you to everybody that uh, took part in our Nil survey I think that was a good pulse on things though I think that was pretty much about how I felt about it pretty much uh, about what I expected, but just wanted to kind of confirm. Um, yep. that. So, Take the
1: time. It was great. Thank you. Thanks for making a good quick survey too. It's like five, yeah. five questions and whatever else that was efficient.
0: We're, we're in and out here quick. Um, and thanks to everybody that dropped off their email. We'll uh, we probably do a newsletter soon based on that. A couple people. Um, so, okay. This week's old guy, young guy. Um, we're going to go back to beer because that's, that's important to discuss. Um Okay. This week's old gang guy okay, is beer. Steve wants to know if I've ever done what you were asking me with my no, like, shoe or whatever.
1: Oh, I like, asked you, yeah. Cause I I am challenged. I have none of the, none of the old redneck skills of like opening a beer bottle off the side of a table or whatever else. So you're lighter. later. If you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a bottle opener, I'm pretty much screwed unless, you know, my wife's around or somebody's got more skills than me. So I'm curious, are you able to like open the bottle without the bottle opener?
0: No. No. So we would, I, we would both
1: die of thirst in the desert island. That's that's not good.
0: I I drink American beer, damn it. So,
1: oh, I think Yinglings uh-huh. are, are Yinglings.
0: They're screw off now.
1: Okay. See, and that was my. That's where I was going with my other shoe. So we're in the, we're in the Skeller. Was it still the Skeller? Might have been. Might have changed names by then. And we're we went in after, it was after the last Beaver Stadium concert. So that many years ago, and I'm like, oh, we got we got ponies. I'm like all excited. We hadn't had ponies in a while. Ponies oh, are twist tops, but I had totally forgot that. So I pulled off my cool little flip-flop that has the beer bottle opener on the bottom of it, and I'm popping it open and everybody's looking at me at the table. I'm like, What? What? I'm, my opener this is great. And they're like, dude, it's a twist top. I'm like, okay, never mind.
0: People were upset about the twist top part, or were they upset about you using your flip-flop? That's what
1: it's made for. Re- I, flip-flops Yes, I job. know it's that's made literally for. Literally their job. But, but- Literally, I assume if I the, didn't do that, that would be an, that would be an affront to the fine people at Reef, it, it, We make the best flip flops in the world. By the way, Reef flip flops. Oh pop up my here. god!
0: Here is the thing: like, I I think that's just I think that's just like a gimmick to get you to buy the flip flop. You are not actually supposed to use that. It's more oh, you use it a lot
1: at the beach, baby. I am sorry because no. I don't have those mad skills otherwise.
0: Um, no, we. We have a couple friends that can do the, the side of the table thing, yeah. See, um, yeah, that's no, I, I think people were more upset that you used your flip flop because it was on your sweaty foot in the middle of summer.
1: It's not on the foot side, it's on the underside,
0: yeah. That's worse. This is so bad. <laughs> I don't care how clean campus is, that's so bad. I
1: don't know, they're taking the lid off, you're not taking, you're not touching the part you drink. You sure about that? Positive, deep okay. cleansing breaths.
0: Um. No, I I I think I I'm for, I'm excited. I think I I think this is a good that'll be a good event. Um, I don't know. It looks like they got a lot of breweries, good breweries lined up. Um, anything else we forgot to discuss on this week's?
1: No, I'll leave you with no. with the, the flip flop. That's good. We'll be back mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to think about the flip flop.
0: Okay. Um. Oh, and we have a we have an exciting guest already interviewed. For, for next week's podcast as well. So, um, be sure to check that one out. Um, okay. So thank you to Eric from happy Valley sports and entertainment Alliance for joining us and spending some time talking about the hoppy Valley brew fest. Um, thank you to Steve for hanging out with me tonight. Um, okay. Let's see. We've discussed the podcast. We completed that. So now we need to plug the website, which is stuff. Summary on that website. There is a section called with Steve, with Steve. Um, might do a newsletter later this week. Haven't done a February newsletter and we we've got an extra day this February. So um I think we should take advantage of that. So we'll probably have something small. Um you can join that newsletter on the website somewhere. There's various places you can join the news newsletter on the website. Um let's see. We've got emails. Mine's Darian at com. Steve's is
1: Steve at dot Um
0: thumbs up, five stars, all that stuff. Um subscribe um that's the easiest way to support the show is is thumbs up five stars and and subscribe um and it's free unlike nil um and okay. uh, uh lastly we've got twitter handles mine's uh at stuff summer says at steve says steve Samson. okay see you bye